ਵਾਹਿਗੁਰੂ ਜੀ ਕਾ ਖਾਲਸਾ ਵਾਹਿਗੁਰੂ ਜੀ ਕੀ ਫਤਿਹ ਸਾਧ ਸੰਗਤ ਜੀ ਬਿਕੋ ਪਾਇਸਾ ਪਾਇ ਜਗਜੀਤ ਸਿੰਘ ਜੀ ਵੀ ਟੋਕਨ ਬਾਤ ਦਾ ਪੰਜ ਪਿਆਰੇ ਐਸ ਪਾਰਟ ਆਫ ਦੀ ਸਿਕ ਡਿਸਕੋਰਡ ਕੈਂਪ ਸੋ ਪਾਇਸਾ ਜੀ ਜਸਟ ਬਿਫੋਰ ਵੀ ਸਟਾਰਟ ਦੀ ਪ੍ਰੈਜੈਂਟੇਸ਼ਨ ਵੀ ਜੀ ਮਾਈਂਡ ਜਸਟ ਟੈਲਿੰਗ ਅਸ ਬਿਟ ਅਬਾਊਟ ਯੂਰਸੈਲਫ ਐਂਡ ਦਾ ਸੇਵਰ ਦੈਟ ਯੂ ਆਰ ਇਨਵੋਲਵਡ ਇਨ ਜੀ ਓਕੇ ਸੋ ਆਲ ਆਲ ਜਸਟ ਡੂ ਥਿਸ ਸਾਧ ਸੰਗਤ ਜੀ ਪਲੀਜ਼ ਫਰਗਿਵ ਮੀ ਆਵ ਨਾਟ ਯੂਜ਼ਡ ਥਿਸ ਡਿਸਕੋਰਡ ਐਪ ਬਿਫੋਰ ਆਮ ਰੈਲੇਟਿਵਲੀ ਨਿਊ ਟੂ ਥਿਸ ਆਮ ਕੁਆਇਟ competent on teams and uh, uh zoom and everything else but uh, there's so much technology changing and i'm getting to be an old man now uh just to tell you a bit about myself i kept my gears in 1992 uh quite a significant time ago born in uk uh didn't know much about sikhi growing up uh went to khalsa camps got really inspired by the gursiks and i came into sikhi uh at that time there was no one doing talks for youth that are born in uk i was probably one of the first and uh so started writing talks um because i really enjoyed what i was learning in terms of sikhi and uh, helped a lot of people become talkers over the years um we basically have been involved in numerous camps uh so i've been seva doing seva for about 25 years now and i talk in a lot of godware uh etc and i'm involved in about 15 different seek organizations from world seek parliament to seek relief to carl's foundation to share charity um i was originally involved in carlsaid in the early years and then basically um um sorry i wasn't involved in carlsaid but i, I knew people that were involved there in terms of a uh, seat council I was one of the original five that helped set that up various kind of things a various array of things many godwares many godwara committees and I do talks around the world um key thing for me was that um there's sikhi is very beautiful and there's not enough people that are explaining it uh, in a concise way to the next generation and that's why i've got about 120 talks on my laptop presentations etc on various subjects from doing years of camps one of the key things that i'm known for is the seek parenting course uh which i've now been doing for about 6 years around the world about 10,000 people have done that and it's helped many many families uh have a much more harmonious that they all live in it's been very good for uh people that are getting married and looking at how they want to set up their households so we give a lot of skills a lot of tips there etc about how to uh live more according to gurbani and a more productive lifestyle um so that's the kind of seva i've been involved in i've written some books called gurbani and other books as well and and through share charity we release a lot of apps and books and various other things as well So that's a bit about myself in terms of work. I am I own a nursing home. I'm a very specialist in cancer care and I've been running that now for 15 years. It's an award-winning care home that way I have in West Yorkshire. Uh so that's a bit about myself. Anji. So we'll get started now. Uh VG are we okay? Uh enough people logged in. Shall we get started? VG's talk on Panjbiari. And so when I was thinking about doing the talk on Panjbiari, um I was looking at some of the other stuff that I have. I think we need to put stuff in context. So I'm going to go mm-hmm. at a certain sp- I'm going to be going through but at the end we can have a lengthy um question answer session. I'm very used to doing question answers. Uh 
Um, the key thing here is is about understanding concept and really getting the wider picture in our mindsets. Uh, if there's anyone struggling with me just speaking English and wants me to speak Punjabi, please say so, or if Fiji can say. Otherwise, because I want to go through this at a certain speed, we're going to do mainly in English. Uh, so before we start anything, why Guruji ka khalsa? Why Guruji ki fateh? So really, before we go on to Panjbiari, we really need to understand why Amrita came into existence and what is our purpose of life. Now, Amrit didn't start with Guru Gobind Singh and 1699. Some people think it did, but that's not actually accurate. If we read by Gurdashi Vara and we understand Gurbani, Amrit existed from uh, Guru Nanak Dev Ji and the first person to take Amrit was his sister. Um, and so Bibi Nanki and in assembly, at that time it was Charanpal and through all the Guru Seb uh, it's always been Charanpal but when Guru Sahib Siri Guru Gobind Singh Ji when they basically declared that it's going to be the Guru Granth Sahib going forward Shabd Guru Surt Panchilla that Guru, Guru Granth Sahib Ji is going to be going forward then he created the concept of the Panchbiari so that they are the physical root of the Guru and they are the the decision-making process of the Panth uh, that uh, that kind of political and sovereignty structure that we have in the Panth um, along with the Guru Granth Sahib Ji which is our Guru so really it's important to understand the purpose of life and if we look at it from our concepts here growing up in the west it's basically you have a very clear option Hannah. you can basically see what you want to do as a manmuk and or as a gurmuk and most of us don't even know these phrases or don't know where this is coming from because we are uh, based through media we are conditioned through our sources of information or TV or school or everything else that there's a certain way to live you know? and do what everyone else does go with the flow and just become part of a melting pot of world cultures you know? but Sikhi asks us to think of things on a higher level because when we use the words Manmuk and Gurmuk they're a reflection of your mindset your face is a reflection of your mindset if you look stressed it's because your mind is stressed if you look happy it's because your your mind is happy. If you're spiritual and your face has that spiritual glow, it's because your mind is full of that spiritual glow. So it's about understanding the difference between who is a manmuk and who is a gurmuk according to uh, life. And this is not just in Sikhi. If we look at other things, I've studied Confucius. Confucius also talks about similar concepts of the higher being and the lower being based on their virtues and many other things. When we look at Gurbani, this is Mahalla Pella, so Guru Sahib tells us about the stages of life in terms of this is what happens to people the aging process from what we're having and in terms of what happens is in our world structure that we live in we're always just taught that's it it's about getting an education getting a job getting, um, your children to have in a good position etc and and then you eventually you retire and enjoy your tween, uh, your twilight years Anna? But the problem is, and I've seen this also in our panth, we have become quite a Mahatari or community. We were a community of spiritual saint soldiers, but the, our journey, particularly our journey through the immigrant process, has basically made us quite Mahatari. But that has a natural concept of basically a first generation coming here and having nothing. Now that we're second, third generation, we can be a bit more reflective on this because we now have 
the facilities around us to be having time to really think about what we want in life. <coughs> so Guru Sahib, he explains to us, it's not just us being someone else. It's just not us like being like all the other millions and billions of people out there. It's about us finding a higher purpose. So just like you basically have a bird and the bird has two wings. We have basically, we have our worldly side and our spiritual side. Now, I've been fortunate to speak with Sangat in Hong Kong, in Australia, New Zealand, Africa, uh, America, North America, Europe, and UK. Hana. And wherever you go, Sangat is very similar. Anikadukhiya, Sapsansar. So what we have is that we basically have one generation who came through immigrant process and they worked really hard and they gave their kids a good uh, foundation. Anna? Then we have a next generation where um, on generally en masse, many of them have got really good educational skills and they've gone into good jobs. And now we've got the facilities, the cars, the houses. It doesn't matter where you are in the world. We basically have gone through that process. Anna? But unfortunately, because we as families don't talk enough about Sikhi, don't talk enough about um, the, what our purpose on life here is. We've come to a point where one wing is flapping right hard, which is our worldly side, and the other wing, which is our spiritual side, has been neglected. And so we've come as an imbalanced community. You know? And and result of that imbalance is that we are very lacking in Gurbani knowledge, and we need to be more open to the concepts of spirituality. The net result of a lot of this stuff is where you don't have Nam, you have a lot of glass. And also where you have glass, then you also have a lot of mental health issues and, and, and or substance abuse or other things like that. So firstly, we need to understand in terms of this purpose of life, we are very blessed. So basically, we are blessed. This is your chance to meet Akal Brook. Joining the satsanga, jumping nam, going across this world ocean, etc. So we need to understand this is the thing because our definitions of sukh are very different. And some people they find sukh through substance abuse, you know, going out Friday, Saturday nights. Some people find it from doing drugs because that is what they're conditioned to do. Maybe that's what their parents were doing, or that's what those around them are doing. Other people realize suk is not about any kind of misuse of substance and it's not going from your house or even from our family around us. Real suk comes from sej, real suk comes from abhyas, real suk comes from helping other people. And it's about us exploring these concepts of what actually is happiness. And that because when you have that imbalance, we don't have our natural equilibrium. If we have people that are on huge amounts, now I've been doing seva for 25 years. Now, if we went back 15 years and all the years before that, in our camps and everything else, Maharaj Kirpav met thousands of Sikhs from around the world. You know? And it was all about Sada, how we get our manjorna, how we basically should be doing Amritvela, what is about Red, you know? how can we be better at uh, doing our Jeevan, etc. All of these kind of questions about how to improve our Sikhi. And then suddenly, over the last 10 years, a lot of it has been about mental health. We see a lot of them questions coming through. Now, partly that's because we've got better at talking about mental health issues, but partly is because we're getting this net kind of a reaction to the fact that we have a lot of screen time 
and we are losing our natural equilibrium. So this is a natural balance of our mind, body and soul. And if we're doing question time, I'll talk a bit more about mind, body and soul. And unless we don't find our natural balance, so water is always at its natural equilibrium. Whether you pour it, it will always flow to a point until it finds balance. And our, and our mind is very similar to that. People can shake it. People can, like it says in Gurbani, Teer Vajdeya of Kaam Krodlo Monkar. But if you've got Nitrim and you've got Sej and you've got your armor from doing your morning Nitrim, yeah, it doesn't matter what Teer are fried at you, they just fall on the floor because you have that natural balance of Sej. You've got that equilibrium. And this is the thing, it's about most of the world are not even recognizing their is. And that most of the world are just indulging in it because they think this is life. And even people in our community, because we very much give importance to what's on the news, what our teachers tell us, what information we get. And we're not always great at basically uh, analyzing that information and realizing, is this actually good for me? Uh, so people like it basically get into drugs, people are doing pagars, people are doing having affairs, various other things, and they think this is quite normal. And uh, but it's not really normal for the mindset of a human being. Whereas Gursiks, Marzi Kirpa now we have wonderful Gursiks in our panth, or we've had them and we can see them kind of examples. And uh, they're basically going on and doing they're so they're suk and uh, they're doing Ardas for duk because they want that kind of challenge. They want to be doing seva. They want the Kushiya of a Kalpurk. And, uh, and it's about us even exploring what is this, what is this? They say, mm-hmm. So basically understanding what are they actually asking for here and why are they asking for it there? Because this is the my balance between your mind, body and soul. And majority of people on this world live in in this imbalance. So when we talk about 1699, and we have many great pictures, but I'm using this one. And I'm also putting a disclaimer here, because there's eyewitness accounts we've seen, uh, where they actually said there was no tent, and Guru Seb did everything out in the open. But the key thing is, when Guru Seb asks for a cease, and many people in the Sangat were scared. Many people... When you come to the house of Guru, you don't come with your head on your shoulders. When you come into the house of the Guru, you come with your head in your hands, which means you're coming to learn. You're coming not with ego, but you're coming there to learn. But not everyone was doing that. Some people were just coming to see because they saw it as a Sangat. But then Guru said was asking for your head in your hands because he was asking because for us, to understand the concept of a forge, we have to give our cease first and we have to be reconditioned as a saint soldier. And that reconditioning happening happens through Nitanim, happens through Bani, happens through Naam and Red. Anna, it says Asamida Shadake. Basically, we come into this Guru's uh, realm and Guruji then basically gives us seva for humanity, seva for the Panth, where we do amazing things based on our Bias to make this world a better place. Now, is the thing it's very very difficult to serve the true guru to surrender your head to give up your selfishness it's basically realizing only through the shabad that your seva is then accepted and 
but realizing that there's a personality of the guru and you use that personality to uplift yours and that's when the light of the guru comes through so i'm explaining that in english because our my understanding is most of the sangha theory is but understanding how that jyot from the guru is going to come into yourself as jyot so when we look at the original panjabiari we have by daya singh by dharm singh by himmat singh by mukham singh and by saib singh now for them to be given these names is not by uh, just by chance it's very uh, thought out process here you know because what we have to understand is is that for a person who's a normal person living in in this world in humanity for them to become a gursik when you have this process from a manmuk to a gurmuk you have to go through a change process you know and that change process exists so sometimes children in camp say to me what is it being a seek what does it actually mean i said to them that being a seek is about you becoming the best human being you can ever become on this earth constantly becoming even better even better constantly analyzing yourself do can i have less hankar can i have less calm can i have less grod and i can i reduce these vikars in my life can i be a more elevated spirit hana and constantly challenging yourself bande khoj dil har roz phir pashtani mai so basically banda as a human being can i analyze myself and basically look inside my heart and see what is actually in there and improve myself hana and if you can carry on doing that for the rest of your life so that by the time you pass away you are the best quality human being you can become is a person who's going on the process of becoming a seek and a seek a seek is not just someone who basically that's it i look like a seek and i go to the goddora and that's it that's what being a seek is no a seek is about process a seek is about process it's a you basically constantly becoming better quality human being If we look at this when guru sahib basically in 1699 he basically created the concept of the panch pyare these are not just panch pyare that are there for nagar kirtans or amrishchars or anything else these are panch pyare who are the decision making process of the panth they are our form of sovereignty you know and we are very much conditioned nowadays in particular even talk about the concept of sovereignty or what we used to call in, in punjabi padshahi is that our padshahi gurusev gave us a padshahi instead what we do is we think oh yeah whatever the british government are doing is that's that's okay we just accept it and oh yeah they did this in afghanistan they did this here oh whatever the americans are doing not realizing actually the the what the news is telling us is conditioned so that we follow a certain policy decision that they are coming with that policy might not be gurusev's policy because gurusev's policy is about doing betterment for all humanity and not necessarily all governments want that they just want betterment for their core people or their particular population you know and so we have to understand the panjabiari is there as the decision making process of the panth and if we even if we look in most of our jathimandiya and even in our godware and as a panth we still haven't uh, fully adopted the process of the panjabiari in the way that guru sahib intended us to do and hopefully through education our generation will do that and and it's about guru sahib himself creating the bata of amrit and basically showing how they are going to basically create the shield
the shield of the virtues of the Guru to protect us from everything that is ill in humanity. Anna, that is what Amrit is there for. Amrit is there to give you a very important Satcha Sodha. Anna, a Sodha which is there, Guru Sahib says to you, you keep this as a red. And for that red, Guru Sahib is giving you Nitanem. Guru Sahib is giving you a Jeevan Jaj. And most importantly, Guru Sahib is giving you Naam, which you jump. And if you, ha if you take an Amrit and you don't really understand the concept of Naam, really you got basic as ram nam sab hai ram nama which is what gurbani tells us and we have to really learn more about nam okay so when we look at the names of the guru sahibs we have daya daya is a primary virtue it's impossible to be a sikh without having daya it's about understanding everything around us it's about understanding where there is injustice and standing up for justice it's about understanding who are the weak Anna, and who are the people that are oppressing, etc. And whether that's in a human form, or whether that's an animal form, or whether that's an environment form, etc. All of these things, you're developing your concept of daya. Anna, and a lot of this comes from the base source thing that Guru Sahib gives us, which is Nam. The more you Nam Jap, the more you understand daya. Anna, because you become one with the things around you. So when you Namjap, particularly like we do up here in the north where we have access to a lot of amazing scenery, when you Namjap and you're sitting in, in environments and at nice beautiful environments, you want to become one with the environment. When you're sitting in Sangats, you want to become one with the Sangat. Understanding what Daya is. When you have Daya, then it leads to a place where you need Dharam. You need principles and you need to care. Because you'll find there's a lot of people that are religious or non-religious, but they simply don't care. Care about anything around them, whether it's the environment, other human beings, whether it's things like the caste system and how it oppresses people. For me, um, when people talk about India and, and the caste system, I don't see the car, I don't see India as a democracy. I see it as the world's largest apartheid system because of the way the caste system exists. Anna? And so Sikhi teaches us to speak about all of these injustices around us and, and our dharam is there to give us the life skills. So when you look at the top here, I say it's understanding life skills and life standards. So these are not just the skills that Maharaj has given us, but these are the standards with, with what we behave. So we have that as a dharam in caring to save humanity and bring justice. Now these are the first two and I'll talk about this in the next slide in a bit more detail how they, you go from one stage to another. Now, the next one, Himmat, by Himmat saying, <coughs> whatever you do in life, you start with a Radas and you have to put maximum effort into it. And when we when we created the, the thing Sikhi to the Max through Share Charity, we intentionally gave it the name Sikhi to the Max because as Sikhs, we're not here to do Sikhi to a minimum level. Aim should be to understand Sikhi to the max and try and follow it to the maximum level and hence the name Sikhi to the max you need to have that everlasting effort and everlasting spirit so dolde means we don't give up and dubda means we don't just get caught in dualities and easily get distracted and for you to do that so himmat and mokam are things about effort and to do so when you basically have that spirit, then you need a certain determination, which comes from Morkum. But with determination, you need patience. For you to be really successful in Bhagati, 
need to have a lot of patience but then you also realize for you to be successful in life and for you to be successful as a parent for you to be successful in a business for you to be successful as a teacher and to your children and for all of these things for you to be successful in you need to have patience and focus so the worldly side I often say in my talks is you have the same skills to be successful in the worldly aspect of your life you need the same skills to be successful in the spiritual side of your life once you've have got this effort uh, himmat and mokum then you become a sahib a sahib is a master of this world and beyond often we we our thinking of gurbani we bring it down to our level and we don't really realize where guru sahib has put us on this earth and we are here to be a master of this world and beyond you know so we as a panth we got to be a lot better talking with our children about such kind about what sikhi is actually about what is the actual uh, journey that we should be going on as a sikh and how it's not just like doing what everyone else does on this earth and so when we have this uh, not just the names of the panjabiari we have this nari what we call nari which means it's not really slogan slogans ain't the right word to describe it this is more about instructions from our guru sahib so you might have heard this often in godwari dekhte fateh pant ki jeet raj karega khalsa so when you look at the names of the panjabiari daya antaram is dekhte fateh basically for you to understand and that these are your base pro, uh, foundations so dig is basically what we get from guru sahib and dig is our shastras and and that will lead to our fateh so you have your you have your spiritual side you have your worldly side and you have your fateh in both ana and for you to have that uh, understanding you need to have daya antaram ana and then when you have that and you bring it on a wider level to you as an individual human being but on a wider level you for you to do that on you need to have himmat and mokum you need to have that determination you need to have that focus you need to have that everlasting spirit and with that you get not just your jeet as an individual it's your jeet as a panth you know that as our nation and and we need to be or as a qom and a nation and then once we have both of them then we become sahibs then we become these masters ana raj karega khalsa so when we look at dekhte fate panth ki jeet raj karega khalsa let's start looking deeper into these kind of concepts and for us to really understand sahib and raj karega khalsa we have to understand the path shahi that guru sahib has given us us as an individual us as a as a, as a panth ana and not just go around following the path shahis of other nations and we'll talk about that in uh, in question and answer if you want because this is the work this is the life of most people living on this earth they have crests and troughs ana ups and downs ana they have dukh and they have sukh so there might be an unhappy day because something some dukh has come in their life and then late tomorrow they might be really happy because they got some sukh in their life and then next day comes they got some more dukh in their life and they spend most people on this earth they spend most of their time just going through this cycle of sukh and dukh sukh and dukh sukh and dukh and their spiritual life is the same ana often for many sikhs is they they embraced in maya because they're busy with their work busy with all the other things that they do but occasionally they might come to the gurdwara 
or they might come to a smagam or a camp and then they feel inspired and up so they basically gone from maya and become a bit more guru orientated then when they leave the camp leave the smagam or anything else then they're back into maya again and they don't feel happy again and then when they go to another more sangat then they go back to the guru again and then they come into maya and a lot of people their spiritual life is like this as well where they're going from crest to troughs it's basically up and down up and down up and down maharaj tells us to do this is mix our worldly and our spiritual lives and part of doing this maharaj gives us anandakaraj so that there's two of us two bodies one soul so if one person is caught in maya and the other guru you both blend into one and so this is our first a bit of con- a sangat is that it's basically your sangat with your guru and your sangat with your partner and your partner is there to basically help uplift you part of being more guru oriented and less maya oriented so they become on that spiritual journey and we often hear of these things so if you were basically you know when people say oh are you how are you doing and they say chardi kala Jardikala means that basically I Maharaj has blessed me so much I'm no longer in sukhandukh and that you've got to the point in your life you got to that point in your life where basically you are now is so out of this because guru in gurbani talks about difference between iron and gold and so so basically these kind of analogies guru sab uses a lot and so you're getting away from sukhandukh when you get out of sukhandukh you develop this mindset through naam japana which is called sage so sage is you're no longer depressed when some dukkha in your life you're living in a state of sage and you're fine because you know tomorrow's another day these things don't no matter guru sahib sees everything anyway and guru sahib thodi rakhi karti hai so if you do have a bit of dukkha in life you realize there yeah, this is temporary i'm not going to be that worried about it i'm just going to do my simran when you do get some sukh in your life it's not like you got so happy that's it you getting drunk and that's it just doing bhangra everywhere no it's basically you realize yeah maharaj has blessed me today i've had some good sukh in my life today but i'm going to be thankful to maharaj and i'm still going to carry on just doing my simran when sage you carry on japping naam after you've already achieved sage then you get to this a next level of thinking which is called anand anand pya meri mai satguru mai paya so just like it is explained in nand sahib is that you're in a state of sage but you've already gone a bit higher because you're constantly happy you're not dukhi at all but you're constantly happy and that is what we call a state of anand you know your guru sahib is angsang guru sahib is around you gurbani you're listening to a lot you've created this concept called anand you've achieved kala is a people that have basically carried on jumping naam and gone on to build their jeevans and so they're not even stopped at anand they've carried on jumping naam jumping some people they say oh how are you and they say jardi kala but they look from their face like they're about to cry yeah they're not really jardi kala jardi kala is this thing where because that person is still stuck it's about realizing that jardi kala is an elevated state of mind your kala is your soul and you elevated from mijardi kala through naam abhyas through gurbani through jeevan jaj your rath and everything about you because this is a true marriage so we have gursikhs here in the north who do spiritual art and this is one of them called aminder singh 
and this is called the Anand Karaj. Anna? So this is husband and wife, but in the Amrita every morning, they're doing so much Vai Guru Simran, Vai Guru, Vai Guru, Vai Guru, Vai Guru. They're doing so much Simran that their soul is bursting out of their bodies. And this is what you call a true Anandakarij. A true Anandakarij is not just sitting there watching Netflix and going on holidays, etc. Because these kind of things, your relationship where your two bodies become one soul, that only happens if you jump an arm together. It's when you're doing Bhagati together as a husband and wife, your marriage is irbreakable. It's impossible. And I've come across people that have got divorced and other things like that. And one of the first things when they come to me and ask me for advice, I said to them, did you do Amrita Villa together? And they said, no. And if you don't do Amrita Villa together, you're not going to develop that kind of thinking together, that kind of spirituality together. This is the Satya Sodha that Guru Sahib gives us. He's basically the average person. So that's why in when we do things from Khalsa Foundation, this strap line, this is the things we do, which is just breathe Vaheguru. And because fundamentally, this is what Sikhi is about. The average person breathes 80 times a minute. And, and that's 4,800 4, breaths in an hour, which is 115,200 breaths in a day. You just breathe Vaheguru, you're doing so much Bhagati, that you're basically, everything in your life will just fall into place. And it's about realizing what is the real Satya Sodha, the real Satya Sodha is jumping as much Nam as possible through your breath, through your Saskara Simran. And when you start doing that, Kirtan becomes the food of your soul. Sadhakushiya Kirtan Japanam, as it says in Gurbani. That basically, so this is another spiritual art from Amindar Singh. So here's a Kirtani. He's doing Kirtan, but he's not just doing it as a performance, he's doing it for his soul. And when he's doing for his soul, there's so much color coming outside of him through that kirtan and through his asaj that basically it's immersing everything around him. This is why kirtan is not performances. Kirtan is your conversations with a kalapurk. So when we're finishing up talking about what are the Guru Sahib's favorite souls. So Guru Amar Das Ji on Ang 649 of the Sahib Guru Guru Seb talks in the body, he says, who are my favorite souls? And I a question. And Guru Seb then says, blessed, blessed is the good fortune of those devotees, those Gursikhs, who with their mouths utter the name of Vaheguru. So those people that Japanam, Amrita Villa, and through the day, they are blessed. So he sees them as very, very special on this earth. But then, blessed is the good fortune of those Gursikhs, who with their ears listen to the so it's not just about jumping nam through your uh, mouth it's about as you jump an arm you listen to it through your ears and so basically you've got that around you where you're you're listening to it it's your body your soul and so that's what guru sab saying there and then blessed blessed is the good fortune of those holy gursikhs that sangat who sit in sing kirtan of the Lord's praises and become so virtuous. So Guru Sahib is saying it's not just about going into kirtan, it's about doing the kirtan, singing the kirtan, but allowing yourselves to become so virtuous. So learning from the message of kirtan and adopting the virtues, the gons of a Kalpurk, and bringing them into your own personality. So your personality is going from a change of a Manmuk to a Gurmuk. 
Anna, so it's not about thinking of Kirtan as just another form of music which you tend to listen outside of other kinds of music. No, Kirtan is transformational onto your soul. And then it says, blessed, blessed is the good fortune of those Gurmukhs who live as Gursikhs and conquer their minds. So Manji Te Te Jagjit. So you've now not just Nam Chaping through your lips and listening it through your ears, but you're becoming transformational through the Kirtan and, and Gurbani. But now you're also conquering your mind. Which we'll talk about if Gursikhs want to understand that concept a bit more, where you're jumping Nam to so much level that you're breaking your Dasamdwar and you're conquering your mind on this earth. But then it says, after everything out of all of these things, but breast the greatest good fortune of all is that of the Guru Sikhs who fall at the Guru's feet, who submit themselves in front of the Saib Siri Guru Granth Sahibji and basically accept all the hukums of Gurmak, of Gurbani, of Guru Sahib. And so that Guru is part of who they are, is part of their personality because they've submitted to Guru. And a person who falls in front of their Guru Guruji gives them so much kirpa, they can stand in front of anything. So for a perfect example of this is Bandha Singh Bahadur. He fell in front of the Guru, uh, Sahib Sri Guru Gobind Singh Ji and he fell at his feet and he says, I'm your Bandha, Maitera Bandaya. And Guru Sahib blessed him so much that he stood in front of the whole Mughal Raj. And, and this is understanding. Lastly, another painting that we've done here, I mean, this thing is done. Some people go into the Godwara and they basically just sit in the Sangat. But some people do that's, uh, some people do so much Gopta Bias that when they go into the Sangat, they might be physically sitting there, spiritually or there, in the Ansvais, in the Kirtans, in the camps, in the Smagams. And that's a separate talk that I do, which is called Learn to Fly as a Gursik, which is about really understanding your spiritual development. And so this is what we have to understand. Don't just think of Sikhi as about being a, like what we would for, call part-time, where you just go to the Goddor on a Sunday and you watch a few programs and stuff like that. Really start thinking about Sikhi as a Jeevan. Developing your that process where you're going on improving yourselves and making yourself mentally and spiritually stronger. And that's where the parenting course comes in, where we talk about not just making yourself, spiritually and stronger but also the the whole family unit around you and your sangat hopefully people have found this helpful so what i've done here is just introduced and put some seeds of thought out there for you to think about and then what we can do is explore some of these concepts in question and answer that guru six might want to uh, talk a bit more about if you have any questions on anything that we've discussed Feel free because it's not like gutter, it should be ghosty. Ghosty basically means is that we put ideas forward as Burjariks and then you basically are as a joint process, you and myself, we improve our thought processes to Guru Sahib and get more into the Sharan of Guru Sahib. Buljik Mafkana, why Guruji Ka Khalsa, why Guruji Ki Fateh? It's a very insightful talk. Uh, Sangajeev, if there's any questions, feel free to unmute yourselves uh, and ask Paisab directly, or you can use the question link, which is posted in text for voice, uh, if there's any questions.
so by so we don't have any uh, questions uh, coming to the question box as of as such right now um, but if, if you could uh, expand on the the concept of uh, uh, the higher concepts of, of joining uh, as as one soul so you have those people this is again this is I'm talking more about people after they've come in key and and basically especially after taking Amrit so when you take Amrit Nam and, and through Japping Nam and this is where people often need to understand when is the right time for them to take Amrit and this is where I would really recommend a book called Amrit Ki Hai which is a, you know it's called uh, written by Bicep Bairanthi Singh the reason I recommend that book is when I was in my uh, just about starting university that was the book I read and my understanding of taking Amrit totally changed after reading that book um, because what Bicep asks is he, he questions you why do you want Amrit and what is it about what are you trying to gain Anna? and and then you realize you know he talks about many people take Amrit because their friends are taking Amrit or their families take an Amrit or they basically see as this is how they're going to get to a certain place in society or that they just want to be better as a Sikh etc and fundamentally what Guru Seb talks about, uh, sorry, what, what uh, Bajan Thiesing talks about in that book is what Guru Seb's concept is, is about Namras, Amritras, Anna. and so Namras is something that we should be striving for, every single Sikh should be striving for that. And Amritras is basically when you take Amrit, the same Panj, uh, the Nitrim that you do, the Panjabaniya, they're exactly the same as you do every morning and uh, your Nitrim. So basically, as an Amritari, when we say we're Amritari, which means we have Tar and Amrit, which means that basically we have blessed with Amrit. Now that shouldn't be something that is a one-day thing that's happened in your life. And what essentially we should be striving for, and this is very difficult to achieve, but we should be talking about these concepts. Uh, basically, every day, that experience that we had when we took Amrit, is the experience we should be having when we're doing our Nitrim. So that we do our Saskara Simran and, and then when we're doing our Saskara Simran we are preparing our mind, preparing our kit, our field which is our mind so that when you put that seed in and, which is Amrit it, you get an amazing harvest and, so that basically at the time when you basically got to Ananda in your daily Nitanam you are basically feeling in a state of Ananda and then during the day it's like you've just Amrit Shakti, you've just been drinking the Amrit as you've basically been doing the Ardas and now starting your day. So then you've Dar and Amrit every single morning. And then when you start really understanding these concepts, then you start looking at what is, and I'll talk about this in a very simplistic form. There is Gopt Simran and there's Sangti Simran. So many people, we do Sangti Abhyas, huh? Sangti Simran, Sangti Abhyas, which means we go to certain camps, we go to certain Ranswais or Kirtan Dabars, etc. or the Godwara, and everyone else is doing Simran or listening to Kirtan or singing Kirtan and you just join in. And if that is your spiritual intake, that is fine. So when you're in that Sangat, you're going to be inspired. You're going to be inspired and that's fine and for majority people that's all they want and that's all they need and they're very happy and comfortable there. They've created their own comfort zone. But then there's other people that have thought in their lives, I want to get to such kind. I want to live Sakhi to the max. So they're the people that when they're by themselves, 
when you're at home by yourselves, are you just sitting there on social media? Are you just posting things? Are you just distracted with other things? The people that are then at that time doing their bias, the people that at that time when no one else is there, when Guru Seb sees you but no one else sees you, people at that time who are basically doing their bias, they are building their, their, let's say as a baker you build your cake, they're building their foundations. And then when them people, because they're doing a bias all the time, when them people come into the same Sangats and they're sitting in Sangati, or because they prepared themselves beforehand, they're not just getting the ras of being in the Sangat, they're then starting to fly. You know, they're then basically because they've been doing that abhyas all the time. And so this is a concept that we should explore a bit wider, which is what is the benefits of Gupta Bias? What is the benefit of being doing a bias as often as possible during the day? So that you're constantly in this process where you're just constantly improving, you're constantly getting more sad, more nimrta, you're constantly are looking to become a better person or a better quality in terms of your jivan. Does that make sense? Uh, is Anji. That... Anji Vaiguji, uh, I've got a few questions coming now. So the first question uh, is, uh, could you go into more detail about the conquering of the mind through Kirtan and Sangat? So the thing about conquering our mind and basically what we have to understand, this is not an easy thing to just explain here because we've got the whole, we've got whole grunts on this stuff you know, to understand what this means is how you conquer your mind. So the first thing we have to do in any process is that we have to basically tear down the structures that already put up that imprison us. You can only build something special basically are not building around them structures of discrimination. Instead you're building something pristine. So what are the structures that imprison us? Jatpat imprisons us. Caste, discrimination, all of these things, anger, and all of these things in terms think we are in terms of um, looking down on other people and our race uh, our having home in who we are from our family structures and this is not just talking about people in India even in in abroad in our countries that we're living in here sometimes people think oh, I'm in a particular Jathibandi and I'm a known person so therefore I'm something special and whereas all the Gursikhs that are actually the people that are the standard bearers from all our Jathibandiya the one thing they all have in common is they all said we are nothing and we submit to our guru which is why they are the special gursiks they are and so it's about understanding what are the structures that are holding us back the biggest ones often in our youth is calm and is growth because other storms of the calm growth lomongar they will affect you at different stages of your life ego is always there it's a constant and at every stage of your life but when I was 16, 17, I used to say to spiritual Gursikhs that we used to do Bias with, like Bhai Rama Singh, I used to say to him, Bhai Sab, uh, attachment is easy. I'm not attached to anything. And, uh, and Bhai Sab said, that's because you're 17. You've not done anything in your life. And uh, now that I'm almost 45, 46, and I've got a business, and I've got a family, and I've worked hard to do the things that I do, now I understand more about what attachment is. And, uh, and in the same way, when you're in later on in your life, lust is not that strong. But in your, that period of when you're from maybe uh, 13, 14 up until you're probably late 20s, etc., many people are, ch are challenged with lust, etc. So these things are going to affect you at different times. You have to break them down.
once you break them down that's why this is uh, we spoke about pehla maran kabool hai jeevan ki shadas hai na so all your asa meeda or life oh mato you starting off just purely at the foundations and then your foundations should be of daya your foundation should be of rat and your foundation should be of basically your nitnam your bani your atyas and all the things that you're trying to build on top of that hana and then you do and everything every time you meet a gursik hana this is a, a a tip for everybody hana every time you meet a gursik take a gone away from them uh, so a gone with you that you've learned from them hana or when you read your atyas and you're reading about pratan gursiks by by baba deep singh ji or mata uh, saheb kaur ji etc so that you're taking something from uh, and you're building it as a part of your personality hana because your jeevan is like a jigsaw puzzle you're just constantly putting one piece here one piece there one piece there and eventually you'll create a beautiful picture which is your jeevan hana so this is about understanding about how you're building yourself up and the way you build yourself up is bijori and seva Where you build yourself up is now many gursiks, Anna. When you go into Guru Sahib's darbar, we don't go with our head in our hands, because we're so used to going godware, we're so used to going into thing and listening to kirtan and and samagams and katha and everything else. It becomes like the norm. And Guru Sahib often tells us when we were with Bai Rama Singh, he used to say to us, "Keep a handkerchief in our pockets, Anna. And every time we go to godware, pilla do jori and the seva." bring your head down and then slowly walk into the darbar hana and then during the day that was when we were doing our morning darshan and taking hukumnama and our amritvela the godwara and in during the day we would basically if we felt any kaam krodh lo mungar we would take that handkerchief outside of our pocket and put it back on our forehead which is the charantur of the of the sangat and we would do wai guru wai guru wai guru simran again so then you're defeating teer so often we talk about in gurbani teer vajdeya and arrows of lust anger greed attachment ego and so this is basically when we have um uh opening on again so this is when we basically have during our day you get hit by these traffic in the morning it might be someone being racist across the road it might be someone uh someone at your school or your university or your boss or someone shouting at you because they've got their own issues and not deed what's there but those people that have their sage those people that have their nitnam they basically don't react because your sage and your nitnam protects you from all the tears that life is going to throw at you that day and and this is again part of building yourself up but ultimately the two things that really uh, protect you is your uh, your babek your soch and your naam and the more gurbani you read the more naam you jap the more you understand it's not just about reading and naam japping it's about implementation of that into your personality hana then you really then you see yourself changing and you see yourself changing and abenti to all the gursiks you should have an annual review i've been we've been talking about this in our sangats now for many years and we have annual reviews i do it at basaki because i took amrit at basaki in 1995 so every year at basaki i will start looking at my jeevan and i was thinking what shall i really work on this year 
Do I need to improve my, my Barney more? Do I need to improve this or do I need that? Far too many people don't do that. And if you don't do that, you can get stale as a Gursik. You can just drift from year to year to year and you're not actually improving. You're not striving. You're not getting better. And many people then start digressing because they're not actually self-analyzing their journey or their process. Has that been helpful so far? Hanji, uh, Guruji. The other question that we had was, did any of the Panj Pyare have a friendship with Guru Gobind Singh Ji Maharaj before taking Amrit? Um, I will only be able to give my opinion and I, I'm very careful when I do talks where I say this is my opinion and I haven't, I can't source this, but I believe that the Ru'a of all our Gursikhs from our Itihas and even modern day have always been close to Guru Sahib in this life or a previous life and the other thing is is that the other thing we have to really mention here is that the the original Panjbiari were from all over the place they were from very different regions of what people call India today and too many of us we think oh this person's a Bayya, this person's like this they don't realize there was one of the original Panjbiari was from Bihar or this person's from South India and they're, they're like this, Karnataka people or like this. And we don't realize. Gursikhs from Atiyas, even Bandha Singh Bahadur, they're from very different. They weren't all Punjabis and they weren't all from a certain region. But I personally believe the Ruha of all Gursikhs and any of you, any of these, your, uh, your youth here, Hana, any of you spend at least two or three years, Nam Japan, we've been blessed to be in Nam Japing with many many Gursikhs for years if you if you ever get the the um, blessings to do that your level of Bihar with them Gursikhs is immense because you've shared your Bihar with them that's why when I hear about Gursikhs at 84 or 78 and, and even the Babbaras and all these other Gursikhs and how they were all Shaheed how they wouldn't, uh, you know, tell the police or grass anyone up or anything, and they were just like, uh, ultimately, I see dasnaini hega. It's because they done that bhagati together, and that, and that together, you you become like more than any kind of lifelong friend. You basically have a bond which is beyond life, and I believe the original Panch Bihari, they were like that with Guru Sahib. Uh, the other question we have is. Uh... Where can I read some more um, eyewitness accounts of formation of the Panj Pyare and how accurate are these eyewitness accounts? Okay. So when we're talking about historical texts, Anna, uh, and again, I'm giving you an opinion, Anna, uh, I would say to you is that there's a lot out there. And as a Panth, we have not been great at being good researchers. Anna. And Maharaj Kirpa, and the reason for that is that for as a arm, as a nation, we've been in a constant state for in a constant state of Shangarsh. No? Originally it was with the Mughals, then it was with the British, and then it's been with the Brahman Sarkars. And only by coming out into the West, and that's our generations now, where we have relative safety, no? and we're not in as much of a state of Shangarsh as we were before. We have now finally got time to actually sit and digest all our 
texts, our historical texts, and the ones that are still being saved, you know, because many got destroyed. And so, and it's not just the texts that we know uh, exist there. There's also a lot of stuff in universities uh, and various places around the world. I come across many stories where people were talking about because you always used to hear these stories about goats and all this other stuff nonsense that comrade communist people that were putting into our communities just to badnam the guru huh? and so you had all of these things where people talked about tent and guru Seb did this in the tent and he took the seats off etc and i came across uh, about 15 20 years ago and we published it where in our groups here in uk um these eyewitness accounts of a spy from uh, the Mughal Darbar and he talked about how Guru Sahib actually cut the seas right in front of everybody and he put a different ser on a different Gursik and, uh, and he sewed them back on and he gave them Amrit and they came back to life and they took Amrit and, uh, and then he talked right at the end of that uh, eyewitness account he said oh, this is my last account to you I'm not going to be writing anymore because basically I fall in love with the Guru myself and so that could be also his own uh, viewpoint because when you come into Abyas and Sikhi, you also realize that two people can watch the same thing and see it very differently. And because one could see things with spiritual eyes and another people can see it with just worldly eyes. And so what I would personally say is that we need to get far more better uh, researching and also realizing that different perspectives exist. But when I look at Ityas and historical texts and everything else, I often look at them through the lens of Gurbani. Because I believe everything should be through the lens of Gurbani. So, so when some people talk about other things which are anti-Gurmat practices, uh, I dismiss them because I believe that that is actually the bias of certain writers. Whereas other things you, you know are very clear because they, they function through uh, the lens of Gurbani. So Gurbani for me is what I see as the thing that we should always look at everything through. And anyone who does Naam, anyone who does Amritvilla, anyone who basically uh, is sincerely, and this is the fundamental thing I would always say to all the Najwans, the thing that is really going to help you really fly as a Gursik is your sincerity. Because you cannot be insincere with the Guru. Guru Sabkosh Jandaya, he's always around you, Ang Sangha, Maharaj Kirpanal. And so he sees everything. And if you're sincere, you can you can do things where you, you basically can be uh, a different person in front of the Sangha than a different person by yourself. You can't do that with the Guru. And if you start living Sikhi with sincerity and living through with your things, Guru Seb gives you spiritual eyes. And then when Guru Sahib gives you spiritual eyes, it's very easy when you're sitting with people, you will just know. Or when you're looking through historical texts and everything, you will give you that break where you understand, no, Maharaj, this is not what Maharaj wanted. This is this person's bias of what they're talking about. and But this is what true, what happened to Guru Sikhs. You know? So you develop that kind of spiritual lensing yourself. Very true. Uh, the final question that we have here um, is Sangat is asking, if you do Nitnim and Simran just with your partner, are you not attaching yourself to your partner? No. Um, I think what it is, is when we talk about attachment, people get slightly confused with this. Now, 
we live in a world where there's constant distraction. And, I, and I'll give you an example. This is a very just crude, straightforward example. I use it in my parenting course. Now, when we were young, Hannah, we would watch a movie. Let's say you're watching a Hollywood movie. Hannah, and that Hollywood movie would be basically uh, maybe an hour, hour and a half. Anna, and if someone was watching a Bollywood movie, it maybe be three hours. Anna, now people are watching box sets and they're like 80 hours, 90 hours. Anna, and it's that constant distraction you have on your social media and everything else. Anna. And at the same time, what you also have now is you have the whole Instagram sort, where basically people think that other people's lives are far better than they are. And then they look at their own lives and think, oh, there must be something wrong with me. When actually they're perfectly fine. Their marriage is perfectly fine. Everything is perfectly fine. It's just that things are photoshopped or people are not always going on holidays or doing other things like that. It's just the way people present themselves. So what it is, is then you start, these people start thinking, well, what is attachment? Should I be attached to my wife? Should I be attached to my children? Should I be attached to this kind of thing? When Guru Sepp talks about attachment, is you should have that biyad with your wife. You should have that biyad with your children. You should have that biyad with your gosiks and your sangat around you. Anna? Attachment is, is if you lose it, will you become mentally unbalanced? And I'll give you an example of that. There's a Gursik I was very blessed to darshan of. His name was called Puranji. He was given that name by Bairanthi Singh. He lived uh, in Amritsar, Pakka Amritullah, 12 o'clock every morning in Darbar Sahib. And there were Kamri at the side of Darbar Sahib where loads of Sangat would come with him throughout his life and do Amritullah with him. Hundreds of people used to do Amritullah with Bai Puranji. Bai Puranji had two sons. Uh, people who listen to Kirtan a lot will know about them. There's loads of tapes of their Kirtan, fantastic Kirtanis, etc. And them two sons were going to a smagam, Anna, and when them two sons were going to a smagam, they had a motorcycle accident. And instantly, one of them had just done their resta only recently and they were about to get married. But instantly in that motorcycle accident, uh, both Munde passed away, both Gursiks passed away. And the Gursiks by Purinji and the Sangat were coming back from the same smagam. And they actually, their bus went past where the car accident scene was, not knowing that that is their own children that have just had the car accident there because there was uh, white sheets over the bodies, you know? But they still stopped and they said, there's some ruaha here, we need to stop and do ardas for them. And the Gursik stopped and they did ardas for whoever had just passed away and before they carried on going with the Sangat, you know, for their ruha. When they got home, they realized as the news came out that that was their own two sons and that's the only two children and Pai Puranji went into the camera with Jithi Maharaj Prakash Siga and Pai Puranji said Maharaj, Jobi Thwadaya Tusi Lage Anandia, Anandia, Anandia so basically it wasn't like oh my god these are my only two sons this is my family tree this is what everything's here and they've just passed away and they were so young they weren't even married taken them from me it was the fact that he said they were yours in the first place and you must have needed them so you've taken them that's fine I'm Maharaj Kirpa Amin Anand Amin Anand Amin Anand and that is the mindset that doesn't have attachment and so basically that's what when we're understanding what attachment is it's about realizing if it's taken away from me Maharaj Kirpa I will still be in a state of Anand so when we're talking about developing that relationship, you've got to develop your Sangat process. 
your sangat process is developing your marriage you know like now i come across people even amritaris they'll go on these marriage courses they will go on these courses that gauri have designed because they think this sounds good i think i'm just amazed i was thinking you listen to kirtan you listen to bani you listen to katha hana and really if you is if because people only have give it lip service and don't you really use it as a life changing experience hana if you really want to make your marriage strong you got to do amrit vilas together you got a family that prays together stays together hana you basically if you're doing a bias with your children your children will be there till the end hana they'll be doing eva for you they'll be doing everything for you because you develop that spiritual uh connection not just your worldly relationships you know and with your singni you should be doing amritvela together and, the, and we've even written a book about this where we talk about young people that are growing up in their west all the mistakes they're making in their um marriages and everything else which is why it's leading on to higher divorce rates in our community because we had sikhi marriage week we ran on social media for the last 2 years through various groups that we operate and and we realized what is this thing that people are having marriage breakdowns on and we saw some commonalities we realized that them commonalities are the fact that the biggest most important factor is too many people are married and are they watching netflix at night or whatever but they're not doing any nitnam or amritvela together and and then then how can you have that kind of uh, strong marriage and so these are things that guru sahib has blessed us with that we need to implement ji uh like we just to follow up a question on that point uh one of the sangat members have um clarified they were saying if you lose your partner uh will you want to do nitnam as you be so used to doing it with them are you anyone can do nitnam anytime i'm i'm think they probably misunderstood what i'm saying i'm just saying that if your husband and my wife nitnam together so that you both are each other sport structure there might be one night where you're basically are very tired because you might have had a very stressful day or you've had a hard session in sports wise and everything else and you might want to get up a bit later but your partner is there inspiring you saying na na apa uthnaya apa apna nitnam karna apa simran karna ya and you helping each other through the sukh and dukh of life so you're there as a sangat sport structure for each other to make sure you maintain your your amritvela you're there to help each other get it together but especially when you have children it gets very difficult it gets very difficult for some uh be beyond because they have to be up at uh, things or some things that also get up in in different times etc and and this is where you basically are coming together you're helping each other you're supporting each other there'll be times when you don't do nitram i might i get to i ask to go to different sangats there'll be times where basically uh, um you know you're not there with your partner for many many weeks etc it's just wherever you are and this is the thing when i talk about gursiks that do bhakti together hana gursiks that do bhakti together i know that because i've been blessed to uh, amritvela for many many years with certain gursiks hana even when they've passed away or even when they are on different parts or you're in a different country them when you're sitting there by yourself and you're doing your simran sometimes it feels like they're there with you sitting next to you these are the connections that you have and that is the pr that you create around you you feeling that your spiritual journeys are so connect- interconnected inter uh, twined with each other and that's why you would you know i always uh, say to people do abhyas 
as Sangat Rup, as Duabhyas, as Gursiks, hana? Hana? If you're basically going to the Godwara, you're doing Pandyandi Seva, hana? and you're spending hours and hours doing Pandyandi Seva, and you get home and you never wash the dishes, and you expect your missus to wash the dishes, and your, your Seva at the Godwara is, is questionable, hana? because in your house there's Gursiks as well. Hana? Your child, your Singhni, they're Gursiks. You should be doing Seva of them as well. Hana? So if you're not doing any, if you're going to the Godwara and you're cleaning the Godwara, but at home you don't do zero chores, then that's the, you have to really question, you know, what are you doing? You have to see the people in your family as Gursiks. Does that make sense or am I confusing people here? Hanji, my Um That was the last of the questions. Uh, just wanted to say thank you, Paisa, for agreeing to coming on and, and sharing uh the wealth of knowledge uh, and the experience that you have um and blessing us for you know giving us this this knowledge through guru's kirpa um and thank you for coming on the platform hopefully by sabji we'll we'll have you again on time uh in the future the uh thank you once again sangaji for joining as well um Thank you.